Welcome to the show. So Mira, who exec produces the show and does it very, very well. Um, this is not the easiest ship to sail. It's rather big, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I mean, it's like a tanker. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to sort of change direction, that's not, especially when it's you and I, uh, us Muppets up on the bridge, you know, not Sinead, by the way. I mean... She does that very good thing, yep. like if you're in a rowing boat. Yes. Instead of just using one oar yep. to, to turn around, you can use one oar going forwards and one oar going backwards. What, and then, yeah. Then, yeah, she does that. She's like, roar! And yeah. you're ah, oh, that's almost fun. Because you do want Mira to stick a roar in, don't you? I mean, that's the whole thing there. <laughs> Ted Lasso is going to be on this show in either four shows or four podcast time, depending on how you hear the show. He's coming up, Ted Lasso, on the show. We couldn't be more excited. You know, Bells, we make a lot of choices in our lives. Yeah. Every single day, mm -hmm. ranging from, am I really about to eat something called Greek yogurt? Mm. To, should I leave my family and take a job halfway around the world? Me choosing not to be forthright with y'all, that was a bad choice. But I can't be wasting time wishing for a do-over on all that. That ain't how choices work. No, sir. No. That choice in my Chicago Bulls starter jacket that I let Janelle Rhodes borrow my sophomore year because she spilled catch ball of herself and it looked like she'd been shot. Well, those are two things I ain't ever getting back. Because every choice is a chance, fellas. And I didn't give myself the chance to build further trust with y'all. To quote the great UCLA college basketball coach, John Obi-Wan Gandalf, it is our choices, gentlemen, that show what we truly are, far more than our abilities. Oh my gosh, Lasso's in the house this Friday. Who dares saves in the papers today? Um, also, sorry, Bucks Fizz. Sam's the Euro number one. Sam Ride has been crowned the winner of the ultimate UK Eurovision Song Competition following a vote to discover the nation's favourite ever entry. I still like that song, don't you? Still like it. It's yeah. still box yeah. fresh, the song. We do this thing uh, sometimes on a car journey where we get to choose songs in order. Yes. And... Um, Mary and I both chose that song at the same time. So we just played it twice and everyone was happy with that. It's still the most difficult song. One of the most difficult songs to sing along to. Yeah. yeah. I'm up in space. <laughs> Can't do this morning. No chance. Anybody want to go? I'm up in, in space. space. <laughs> no. Oh, you're right. That was Sinead. really bad. Uh, Sinead's doing the heavy lifting for us, as far as Sam's concerned. Is Sam hosting this year then? I think he must be around, mustn't he, doing something. Is it like this week or next week? Is it the same week? Is it the same weekend as the coronation? It can't be, can it? No, I think this, uh, the, that's the beginning of the week. Because you know there's like semi-finals and there's all the build-ups. So yes. it starts on that like Monday. Oh, we're still going to be rocking, aren't we? Yeah. All right. Uh, May the 9th to May the 13th. That's right. So we have the 8th of May, Motorhead Day, which is our bank holiday. And then Eurovision kicks on on the 9th. Or kicks in on the 9th, really. rather. Cracks on. Um, well, that's going to be a party fortnight and a half, isn't it? Isn't it? Goodness me. And he is performing. All right. Sorry, ladies. Britain's most eligible bachelor's engaged. This is the Duke of Westminster. He's very handsome, actually. And his name is Hugh Grosvenor. And he is now going to get married to this lady, his lovely fiancée called, I think her name's Olive or Olivier. Um, yeah, Olivia. Olivia, rather. And they're going to get married. He's worth £9.6 billion. Pounds. Wow. That is eligible, isn't it? <laughs> That's highly eligible. This morning it's also quite eligible because I can't really see straight. But anyway, running smoothly, lovely pictures from the marathon. And all the papers today, Sun, Star, Mail, 
Um, now the the Mara, your marathon minion has it doesn't seem to have made it into the papers today. I know, but you have yeah, loads. No, that's fine, but you know that, that you might expect that. But you wear the marathon outfit, so you get in the papers, and you haven't gone in the papers. So what are you going to do? Are I'm going to keep wearing the marathon outfit because I absolutely love it. You did make the news. I did. You? I did make the news because you've been sent loads of stills from your friends. Mm. They're not stills that you took on your phone watching TV last <laughs> night, are they? <laughs> Yes. Let's let's rewind the news. Rewind the news. I might be on. <laughs> How quickly did you run the marathon yesterday? Dressed as a sopping wet minion. I mean, you know that that costume. Anyway, I've I've tried it on. I can't walk down the corridor in it. He runs the marathon in, at a blistering pace, and yesterday it was it was double the weight minimum. He was double the weight because he has to wear tracksuit bottoms and things like that. Otherwise, it chafes on him. You know, and also when it gets wet, it chafes more. But you still ran quicker than ever before. And and by the way, you broke your leg a few months ago. Yeah, that was um that came back to bite me in the second half, actually, that particular shin. I ran it in three thirty-eight, but it was as three a, and three as hours, a minion. <laughs> wow. Three hours and thirty-eight joyful minutes. Because so, the thing is I'm the first big costume people see. So everyone's like, oh look! So they've seen runners, right? And then they and they think, okay, okay, let's change it up a bit. Oh look! It's a minion! That's cool. <laughs> Come on, minion! <laughs> That's cool. Imagine three hours and 38 minutes of people going, come on, the Midland! Yeah. And all the kids going, that minion, minion! <laughs> <laughs> so you, you have to then swerve across the road because you go, oh, that kid needs, that kid needs high-fiving, definitely. Aww. So you go across the road, high-five the kids. And then if you miss one, you sometimes because they can't really see out of it, you think, oh, should I go back? No, because I'm going to cause an absolute carnage if Jeez. I try and go backwards, yeah. Wow. I mean, I, that never occurred to me before, the fact that you will be the first fancy dress that people see as well, and a minion. Because it's massive, the minion outfit. You know, you get a few big bends, you get a few rhinos. Sam the rhino always overtakes me at least three times, <laughs> just to make sure he annoys me. Big, ma- I mean, really massive rhino costume. You know, three-part costume, head, body, tail. Wow. You know, and he comes, you know, sk- you know skipping past me. It's like... Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, my blind side, please. Yes. <laughs> well, well done, Vassos. Very impressive. Well done, everybody. But, no, yeah, but well done you particularly in that. So, so uh, is your ruse maybe, right, does it make you quicker? Should I wear it next year? <laughs> yes, I've Does actually, it actually make you, you know, quicker? Like, but the, the bike says have electric help. Mm. Yeah, I've got, I've got rockets in there. There's something yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> is it rechargeable? Yes. It it's is. Now, yeah, it's recharging now for next year. How did the government alert go for all of us? I didn't get it. Did you get it? I don't know. I've lost my phone. <laughs> Somebody had, else maybe got it. <laughs> had you lost it by three? I don't know. Uh, no, I hadn't lost it by three. I don't know. I don't know. I've not seen it since like um, quarter to 11 yesterday morning. I, I presume it's in the pub. Anyway, how did the alert go? Uh, I, well, mine was a minute early. I think that was the same for a lot of people. And right. then other people didn't get it. And then some people got it too so much late. So had it been the end of the world, you'd have been first off. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say there's a pecking order, but maybe there is. <laughs> yeah. And maybe <laughs> I'm just the one they want to save. Fair enough. You know? Fair just enough. Repopulate the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of little shenades all around. <laughs> if that's what they want, that's what they want, all right? Why are they doing it? Why? What could possibly happen that alerting us all would benefit? Other than trying to control us a bit. What do you think? Well, that, well I, I mean, right. So theories are it's a distraction, you know, from everything else that's going on, right? So, like, it's got everyone talking about this alert. And people are talking about are it, they? right? Um, 
Then other people, um, there was a guy I just had in the news and he was like, it, it's, it is actually a good idea because if there is something massive happening, it's a good way to let people know if there is any kind of terror threats. We don't know what no. what, what, what sort of things might be bubbling under. So I They don't know. do have a similar thing in the States um, for missing um, children. Um, alerts go off. On phones, you know, there is a missing child around. Please look for this child. I don't know how it works after the alert, but apparently it's, it's very, it has been very helpful in those situations, which is a great reason for that. To, yeah. But that's more sort of localised. Yeah, yeah. This is, well, I mean, maybe this will be used localised if there is something in one particular part All of right. the country. Um, the Sun front page, finally, it's United versus City. Brighton nil, Man United nil. Um, Man United won 7-6 on penalties. I didn't realise that Man United and Man City have never met in the FA Cup final. I thought that used to happen every year. I know, it's that's a sort of weird quirk. But when the semi-final draw was made and it was like, oh, it could be a Manchester Derby final for the first time ever, everyone went, oh, for the first time ever. So Man City beat Sheffield United at an almost empty Wembley on Saturday, but it was absolutely rocking yesterday. Um, Manchester United nil, Brighton nil, and then poor old Solly March. He missed the, the unlucky 13th penalty, actually, and... Um, and Manchester United went through 7-6 on penalties. It was a good shootout. Is it true there's a picture here of a Man United player kissing the ball and then passing it to a Brighton player? Is that the Brighton player that missed? Well, I, I watched both. It was quite difficult because it was always a wide shot. I was watching it on telly. And Matthew, I was watching it with my son Matthew, who's 16, he goes, look what, look what David De Gea's doing to Solly March. He seemed to be sort of scuffing the spot and he was right in front of him as he was trying to put the ball. And that hadn't been happening, actually. It, it, you know, the Brighton keeper had been handing the ball to the Brighton players and it was all very nice. And then this one, I, I said, are you sure that's... Because they were both wearing the same, but it was, it was De Gea. And it just seemed to get into Solly March's head. And, and I, I also feel, Brighton, I'm sorry about this, it might be my fault that you lost a penalty shootout because I'd been really... Lewis Dunk, who's a centre-back, took the penalty. And I thought, oh, no, he's going to miss that, he's going to miss that. And they, and they never did. And as soon as Solly March turns up, I, thought, I was so confident. And I said to Matthew, don't worry, this one's in. And he blazed it over the bar, so it might actually be my fault. He blazed it over the bar. Is that what you do? You blaze. You blaze. I didn't know that. Don't you sky them? He he did he did the full Chris Waddle. Okay, Marimino, morning, Chris. The team, well done on completing the marathon. Is this Vassas? If so, he made the cut on the BBC coverage. Not so impressive as the marathon, but I achieved 100 pot runs this Saturday. Cinched it from Haley and Swinton. That's pretty. It's, it's great. It's great. Is what it is. I was getting ready in the tent um, before the marathon yesterday, next to Richard Whitehead, um, who's um, he he is, runs on blades, and it was his seventy seventh marathon yesterday, and his his best time is two forty two. Oh my it goodness! Was, it was such an honour. Yeah. To, to, we spent an hour just chatting about you know marathons and running in his life and his career and what he does now and how amazing he is. Um, but uh, what an I mean what an inspiration! What a great thing! What a great person for me to be able to be with before we start running a marathon. Well, I was with him at the end. We ran down Birdcage Walk together. Did you really? And, and actually, we once in New York we ran together at about it was that that bit in the Bronx. Yeah. We ran together and had a nice chat. Wow! Um, I mean, what a guy! What a guy! Well played, Richard. What a guy! What a day, everyone! Just looking at sorry, Bucks visit this story again. Sam Ryder's Britain's Eurovision number one, the top ten Eurovision songs uh, from the UK. You think, well, it would only be a two-horse race between Bucks Fizz and Sam Ryder. What kind of shows that? But actually, looking back at the top ten, they're not bad at all. Michael Ball, One Step Out of Time, 1992. Lulu's Boom Bang a Bang, 1969. You know that <laughs> yes. one? Boom Bang a Bang, Boom Bang a Bang. That's how it goes. Boom Bang a Bang, Boom Bang a Bang. Everyone knows. 
Um, the new seekers, beg, steal, or borrow. You gotta beg, steal, or borrow. La, la, la. Voices coming back. Just ch checking with that song. Uh, Cliff Richards, number seven. With congratulations and jubilations. Written by my pal, um, Wiley. Yeah. Sandy Shaw, Puppet on a String. He also wrote that one as well. I love that one. Yeah. Like a puppet on a string. string. Ding dong, ding and dong. And she never wore shoes, did she? I used to think she was very cool. She was very, very cool. Brotherhood of Man, still is. Uh, save your kisses for me. Katrina and the Waves, Love Shine a Light, 1997, number four. Number three, Gina G. Ooh, ah. Uh, just a little, little bit, bit. ooh, ah. Uh, little, little bit, bit more, ooh, ah. Uh, uh, just a little, little bit. bit. What are you waiting for? I wouldn't have said that was a Eurovision. It's, like, it's too good. <laughs> Very Eurovision song. <laughs> and it was a really good song, and I think it did really badly as well, but that was the time when we just got Nul Point for being British. 96. Started that early, did it? Nil I Point. So. I thought I thought we were our Nil Point sort of um, uh, zenith was like the noughties. Or was it? I don't, I'm, look, I might be wrong. Yeah. It happened before. <laughs> How many points did Gina G's Ooh Art Just a Little Bit get? Number two, Bucks Fizz, Making Your Mind Up. That won it, of course, didn't it? Mm. I think, 1981. And Sam Ryder, Spaceman, 2022. Didn't win it, but nearly won it. Yeah. 77 points. Not Neil Pyatt, 77 No, that's points. pretty good, 77. It's not bad at all, is it? Uh, Blackpool Zoo recruiting human seagull deterrents. Look, this is people dressed in future <laughs> potential Vassar Alexander marathon costumes. Yes. It's very funny. I know you can't see it. It's much funnier when you see the picture. It's, uh, a zoo honestly. is trying to recruit a team of people to wear bird costumes and scare away nuisance seagulls. That'll scare everyone away, including the humans. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Question for Vassos. Did you manage to get to go go-karting after the marathon yesterday uh, because you said you'd booked some go-karting because you're mad, um, says John and Angela in Andover. You are truly race, uh, uh, inspirational, but you are mad. Well, here's the thing. I hadn't booked because it's such a big thing. Yes. You know, like um, Caroline's birthday or something like that. It's, it's so big, you don't put it in the diary because you're never going to forget about doing the London Marathon on the 23rd of May. And about 10 days ago, we've got some vouchers to go go-karting. I thought, oh, we've got a weekend in London. Fulham are playing Leeds at home. We'll definitely be... We're not in Whitstable this weekend. Oh, I'll use those vouchers for go-karting on, on Sunday, on the Sunday when we've got a weekend in London. And I hadn't put... So then I booked it for half past three. Then obviously I remembered when we got the London Marathon. I thought, well, if I'm, if I'm relatively quick, I could get... Well, yeah, we could do that. So then we did. And I was like, hurrying everyone up. Okay, okay, I've got to have a quick shower because I was disgusting. Um, quick ice bath. Go-karting turned up. We were only like three or four minutes late. They asked you to arrive half an hour early. And I thought, this will be fine. But they had, unbeknownst to me, sent me a mobile phone message saying, we're running really late, like two hours late. So please don't turn up on time. So then we got our overalls on and then we thought, no, we're not waiting. We'll, we'll just give, give us another voucher. So we did and we didn't go go-karting. And then you watched the football. We watched the penalty shootout. We turned on at the perfect time. Right, I was into the weekend. I was going to see the fabulous ABBA Avatar show on Sunday. This is from Sal in Goodworth, Clatford. And we timed it well because we missed the rain. Good to see people proudly wearing their marathon medals on the way home. 
It is lovely that. Uh, Tash and I jumped on a couple of Boris bikes straight after the race to cycle to the um, restaurant. And it's quite cool, to be honest, because you've just finished the race. It's quite clear you've just finished the race because you have the marathon bags, those um, transparent plastic bags with your race number on that you have on your back. And you have to have that because that's what your gear's in. And then you have your medal on. And people, and London is packed. I mean, packed you know around Trafalgar Square it's like New Year's Eve there are hundreds of thousands of people and the atmosphere is so joyous and so celebratory and you're sort of weaving through on your bikes and you've just finished the marathon and thinking and now they're cycling yeah and it's like, yes, we are. <laughs> I mean, it, it hurts like hell, but it's worth it. <laughs> it actually helps the legs as well. Oh, yeah. Because, it it, 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 you know, it gets blood yeah, it's flowing It's cool down, yeah. isn't it? It's mm. cool down. Uh, Rhiannon in Wrexham. Congrats on the marathon. Our since the weekend was watching Wrexham AFC get promoted. Officially the best night of my son's Finley and Luke's lives so far. Finley's nine and Luke is six. Tell us about Wrexham Bassars. Uh, so Wrexham... Dropped out of the Football League 15 years ago in 2008. The top four divisions are called the Professional Football League. And then after that, it's non-league. So they're, they're a non-league side for the last 15 years. They nearly went out of business. The fans bought the club. And then these two Hollywood superstars, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. McElhenney. <laughs> They've written a song about how to say his name. Just let's have a bit of that quickly before Vassas cracks on. In case uh, you, this gives you the confidence to say it properly, uh, it's Rob McElhenney. I say McElhenney because I drop my H's because I've always dropped my H's, but you you don't. We don't have the song. I panic. I okay. say Rob and then I panic. Is I what think, happens. I think we need to leave the song in our on our um, on our wall. There you go. Here we go. Here we go. Just very quickly, very briefly. Sure, he's got a pretty face that people know. They know. They think they recognise him from his big time TV show, but. Despite the accolades, despite the load of fame, one thing that they do not know is how to say his name. Especially Vassos. Pronouncing all those N's and E's and H's can perplex them. So here's a little birthday gift from all your mates in Wrexham. It's McElhenney, McElhenney. What ways to massacre and mispronounce it? There are many. McElhenney. It's McElhenney. 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 If there was doubt, now there won't be any. It's McElhenney. Continue. <laughs> so these Hollywood superstars, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. Yay! Buy the club for two million quid from the fans. The fans had a big vote. Do we want these guys? What are they? Why? Why are they buying this club in North Wales? But they said, no, actually, let, let, let them get on with it. You know, it's if, if nothing else, it's an adventure, you know, and life's an adventure. But, you know, it means a lot to, to people in, uh, to, in Wrexham, the, the, the football club. And they don't want to be a non-league side. And they've been a non-league side. And... Then they pump two million quid in it. Not just the, the the men's first team, the youth teams, the women's team. They're always in the. They've absolutely Wrexham has fallen in love with these two guys. They bring their Hollywood A-list fans as well. Um, Paul Rudd was there yesterday, drinking in the pub with the fans, doing all the selfies. 
you know, granting all the, the fans' wishes, anything they want. Yes, we're here for you. And then yesterday was the day they, they were playing Boreham Wood. They had to win in order to seal the title and gain promotion back to the Football League. They went 1-0 down. Because it's Hollywood, because it's Wrexham, <laughs> stuff happens like this, right? They went 1-0 down inside a minute, obviously. Did they? Yes, they did. Wow. <laughs> but they, they, um, they fought back with one of the goals of the season as well. They won 3-1 and Wrexham are now a... League side once again. Next season they will be playing in League Two. Well played, Wrexham, and well played. Going to go again. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. I'm presuming Ben Foster is the captain. Ben Foster is the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper. Okay, here we go. This is um, Ryan Reynolds after the game yesterday asking Ben Foster for his shirt. Funny thing is, Foster, Foster. <laughs> jersey now. This is his jersey. Yeah. <laughs> this stinks, by the way. Honestly, this yeah. absolutely stinks. Are you wearing an undershirt? Yeah. Give me your jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say no, he's the owner, can I? Are you putting that on eBay, Ryan? Right? No, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I work in show business. We fall on hard he texted me for that earlier. He did. He texted me. He's so hungry for the shirt. Like, he's going, make sure you don't throw that into the crowd. Right, I need that. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney and their new friend Paul Rudd in the Rubber Dub Dub. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's great. It's such a fantastic story and it just seems like they are loving it. They yep. just, they, this is like, this is the great joy of their lives. And, you know, from nowhere. I mean, if you'd said, like, these two Hollywood superstars are going to buy a football club, all right, you know, are they in for Manchester United with a consortium? You know, no, they're going to buy Wrexham. It's not easy to get to Wrexham. It's just not. <laughs> it's not easy to get to Man United if you live in LA, <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't make any difference. So the fans bought it for a hundred grand, and they bought it for two million. So did the fans make a profit then? I hope so. Uh, or did they? Maybe they had a debt going on, and they had to pay off the debt. I don't know. Maybe they took over the debt, and they've pumped three further million pounds into the team since then. Right. Um, but you know, keep going this way. Right. There'll be a Premier League side soon, and they can sell it for six billion. Yes, I don't think they have an exit plan. No. Um, we're quite intrigued where this goes, you know. Because um, if it was a screenplay, I mean, they're great storytellers. Ryan Reynolds is a great storyteller, isn't it? You know, the films he's involved with, they're beautiful stories, they're great messages. He's a fantastic communicator. He's full of joy. He's on the front page of the papers today. You know, he rocks these sort of, in a way, like the old National Health specs, but he looks really cool in them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He's got a puffer jacket on and National Health specs, and he still looks like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? Should we talk about the lady who won the London Marathon yesterday? Oh, my goodness me. Sifan Hassan, she is called. And what a story this is. This is her first ever marathon she's she's a double olympic gold medalist on the track 5000 meters and 10000 meters in tokyo um but she is turning up in london um, whilst fasting for the holy month of ramadan by the way so oh she's got to train without eating during daylight hours what um she says look i'm absolute you know her pre-match her pre-match her pre-race press conference she goes i'm terrified it's 26.2 miles four it's four times longer than i usually run at my maximum, you know, more than four times longer. And um, and she turns up and then a few a few miles into the race, sort of eight miles into the race, she's holding her hip. She's got a hip injury. Paula Radcliffe on the telly is saying, someone's got to tell her to stop. Then she does stop and she starts stretching out her hip and her glutes. And you think, well, that that's her race done. Doesn't matter. You know, you're a double Olympic champion. Carry on. There'll be other marathons. And this field, uh, you know, Hugh Brasher told us on Friday, it's the greatest 
women's field ever assembled ever in any race in any distance race you're not going to win this anyway so she's miles behind because she's had to stop how and stretch. far behind was she oh when you lose when you lose a group they're pretty much Sinead, lost. you saw it. How far behind was she? Well, it's hard to tell on the yeah. screen because you know the cameras yeah. popped from different. But she was she was she was way behind. Hundreds the, of meters. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. But but also that that sort of feels longer when you're when you're running. You know, they always say it on the elite level. Once you once you've gone, you've gone. Yeah. You know, you like the the the, the peloton has gone and 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 you're sort of you're out the back. Mm. Um, but she, you know, head down. She caught them up again, and then they're turning onto the mouth, three of them, two of the greatest marathon runners who've ever lived, and this marathon newbie who's never run more than 10,000 metres and was cramping at the same time. And, and by the way, she sort of missed a, a, a drink station, yeah. and she sort of had to veer across the road, grab a drink, and then when she did, she was, she was really pleased, but then she realised that the, 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 her rival next to her didn't have a drink, so she offered her some. Which, which was quite lovely. I, so she, I want to watch this in real time. She was saying that she didn't know the etiquette of the drink station because she's never done a race this long. Mm. She didn't know like when you're supposed to get it and when you're not. So that's why she was like, oh, there's a, oh, okay, I'll, I'll get one. And then, oh, well, do you want one? So actually, her time could have been faster, couldn't it? That's the thing. Well, she was all this stuff. I would leave it there if I was her, wouldn't you? <laughs> get Ryan Reynolds to make a film about yeah. it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, anyway, so they, a song about how to pronounce her name, and <laughs> as they turn onto the mile, a couple of hundred meters to go, less than she's absolutely not the favourite to win. Still, there's three of them. You know, as I say, two of the greatest marathon runners they were in history. They're probably completely freaked out. By and the fact her, she's still with them. She's I... offering them drinks. <laughs> can I can I get you anything else? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, she, she outsprinted them both to win by a, a good distance in the end. I want to watch it back. Across the finishing line and going, I couldn't believe the line was there. I thought we had further to run. I think that's what I'll do today. <laughs> this afternoon, I'm going to watch the ladies race back in real time. Yeah. I just want to see that. Because it's, it's a thing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that, is a, that is a spectacular thing to happen in sport. 